into it like TurboTax. Now you look like you you belong in the prison. Changed my mind. I want the beanie back on. <laughs> I've already told myself that this is my chance to shine. Okay, I love this movie. All right, I want to talk a lot about this movie. I don't sure. care what you think about this movie. I'm gonna to talk to you as if you love it. So it doesn't. I don't. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. I'm gonna be like, wasn't it awesome? <laughs> that one scene. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Neon Valley Media Club. Oh wait, are you ready? <laughs> oh no, I'm ready. Are Are you ready? I don't think so. Apparently, this is the show where one of us suggests a movie or TV show or music or video game or anything of the sorts to the other person. And we review it. And uh, last week, I suggested the movie Under the Silver Lake. It is yes, a 2018 did. movie directed by... David Robert Mitchell's the director. Yes, David Robert Mitchell. Three first names. Um, I always can never remember. I like that third one. That third oh. one is a nice name. Does it resonate with you a little bit? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, he's the original director of uh, It Follows which is a horror movie from 2014. Really good. I don't I don't think I think we talked about it before that you hadn't seen it. Yeah, uh, no. Doesn't sound familiar. Might be one I suggest around spooky season. We'll see. But mm -hmm. yeah, keep you guys enticed. Uh all right. So, why don't we start off with our ratings? Our ratings for Under the Silver Lake are 10 out of 10. 1. Oh my god, really? Again? Bro, I... So I'm going to send you a screenshot of the last two notes I took. Because <laughs> I'll tell you what, salt burn I understand. I'll give you that. Salt burn I can give you. But this movie, I, I genuinely think is a masterpiece. Like, I love this movie. It's not even ironic. This isn't a Southland Tales. This isn't a Saltburn. I actually love this movie. Oh, I feel so bad. Okay. I don't know. I, I almost thought you were... Okay, I thought it was two things. One, he just really loves Andrew Garfield. Or two, oh, that's true. he's trolling me. This might have the most amount of loose ends out of any movie we've seen. Mm. I bet I can tie up every single loose end that you have a question about, and it's in the movie. If you can, but I, let me ask you this. Yeah. Was there a lot of symbolism in this movie? Oh my God, dude, Because it's all it is. It's all it is. I felt like this movie made it like it was trying to make me feel stupid that i couldn't figure out what is happening because it's it it felt so pretentious it felt like i know exactly what i am and i'm gonna present myself you're gonna think it's dumb but you're actually stupid because this is like i see i don't agree because that's how i feel about southland tales i think southland tales does that no southland tales is just a fucking train wreck well exactly this was like, because it's trying to be like do you get it do you fucking get it while this movie i don't think it's wearing that on its sleeve it's not trying to be like do you fucking get our point it's it's at its core it's just a weird movie that you can just watch from start to finish and be like well that was fucking what the fuck happened but if you want to get into it more, there is more to it, I think. that's And really, it's... Okay, I, I, I want to... I, I don't want to get into my 
my feelings just yet. Um, wait, hold on. I want to look at your comment because when I do, it'll cut off our video. So I want to look at that real quick. Okay, gotcha. This is not how it ended. I hate you. <laughs> Joseph, <laughs> let's just get that up on there. Uh, no, that's fair. The ending is is bittersweet, but I think that's what I like about it. Again, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I, I definitely got an artsy kind of vibe from it pretty early on. The movie begins very abruptly. Like, I, I, I think that we're just kind of conditioned with, like, four to seven different companies, like, little credit screens that they do to start. This just starts with hmm. the, the girl wiping down the window. Yeah, well, it has a quick and flash I, of three symbols and colors, and then it starts. It's it's like a lion, a, a tiger, and something oh, else okay. in, like, a circle. And then it flashes, which is your first sim, like kind of entry into like, oh, there's symbols in this. You know what I mean? It's like very quick to it. But go ahead, go ahead. But again, I immediately I'm like, oh, this would be an artsy kind of movie. I, I this is definitely going to be like, again, a, a heavy symbolism kind of like, and and then like <laughs> they open up and. A flying squirrel gets like launched out of the sky, that that gets killed, and it also looks terrible. It it looked like I, a I love I like the I I agree. It looks bad, but it looks bad in a way that's like on purpose. Because it's like with the budget of this movie, why would they not just get a better squirrel doll? So it's almost like I feel like it's on purpose to be uncanny. Like, it's kind of supposed to look weird. It also, I think, is supposed to invoke old cinema, which is a lot of how it's filmed. This, you know, this movie has a lot, the lighting, the angles they use, the, the pacing that happens. That is very, like, early. Such a fucking slow movie, oh my god. Early cinema. And it's funny you say that, because I agree, but I think it goes by so quick. Because, like, I think it's paced slowly, but I looked down at the clock and I was like, oh, fuck, this movie's halfway done. Like, oh, shit. And then it kept going, and then it was over. And I was like, oh, again? No, this, it's over? This movie took forever. And then he's a peeping Tom. So right off the bat, I'm like, so he's a bad guy. Is it a peeping Tom if she's on her balcony being very blatant about it? If it's you not have like he's binoculars looking through her and you're staring. Okay. Like, again, if he was just on his patio and he's like, well, that's going on. But it's like, what are you using those binoculars for? And it's like, oh, that's exactly what he's using the binoculars for. Yeah. Oh. Again, we are we are confronted with a similar theme as we did before, where the main character, as the story continues to go on, obviously, is just not to be really liked or trusted. You know? Yeah, I, I noticed that that kind of theme. Now, not to the extent I would say, like, I didn't despise him as much as I like. I disliked the main character in Saltburn. Like, they made it make more sense of like why yeah, he is yeah. this way or why you would become this type of person. And it's so funny to see acting so well done. But the, but it, I don't feel like I'm getting anything out of the conversations. Oh, like man. you could cut out the first hour of this movie makes no difference. No, not at all, man. Not at all. Not at all. You need it. You need the setup. Like, the only thing is just the interaction with the girl, which in itself, like, a lot of that was just weird. Again, it was, I'm like, do people talk like this? <laughs> Not necessarily, Like Because no. it, it was acted well, but I'm like, is, is this some, like, dystopian, like, where the social 
cues are just slightly shifted over to the right. Like, I I didn't read any of this, and I'm like, oh yeah, I I get this. I understand it. See, I think the acting, as far as like a lot of the characters, they were very transatlantic old Hollywood. Not necessarily Andrew Garfield. I think he was meant to be a kind of everyday normal person. Like, yeah, he's eccentric, yeah. but he acts mostly normal. A lot of the, excuse me, a lot of the other people I think are meant to evoke kind of a old Hollywood vibe. Like I said before, like I would, I would uh, definitely say, yeah, which can be a like kind of campy a little over the top. Um, and it kind of spans all of, not necessarily on purpose. I don't think this is like a theme of the movie, but some of the characters almost span through different eras of cinema. Like the balloon girl is very seventies. Like, Hey, we're just here to love and explore our bodies and be happy. You know, like that, that's a very like seventies, sixties hippie mindset at its core. I think the movie is supposed to be, a commentary on Hollywood and almost like incel behavior in a way, like conspiracy theory, Reddit, like incels who but assume, it, it, you know, the world. But is, it gave him that. It, it said that the, he was right. Yeah. Yeah. But what it, but, but was it worth learning? It's like learning it. It's like his whole goal was to learn the truth but it didn't really do anything. You know, it wasn't even like fruitful to learn the truth at the end of the day. It like, would it ever have been the truth that he wanted? You know, like if you're to make a commentary on conspiracy theorists and things like that, like if they were to actually prove that their conspiracy theory is true, you like, okay. It's kind of like, I feel like the point the movie in a way is trying to make, it's not the whole central theme but it is a a facet of it it's kind of like this character is obsessed with the truth in a way i think that's hilarious i think it's a comedy at its core i mean i know you might not have found it funny but i think this movie's hilarious in the way I that things work out time. i thought it was supposed to be like a suspense drama and it is no it, it for sure is but i think it's like a black comedy in a way where the way that things work out for him it's like it's like big lebowski almost but taken to like an nth degree where it, it things line up so perfectly that it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like the, uh, like the Nintendo power, like the bracelet NPM again, things where I'm like, you know, Oh yeah. He, it, it just so happens that he, yeah. Things that his there, whole there, life, you know, he, he's been obsessed with, but again, it could be a, it could kind of be a view into his own psyche. Like, is any of this even real is kind of a question. Like, I think, the movie is metaphorical and a complete disconnect from reality. And I think it's a man's journey after a breakup and losing his job into complete insanity, basically. And coming to the realization, like, I don't even know what necessarily the realization is. That's kind of hard. There to, is it. But no, okay. I should go through some of the movie a little bit. Uh, okay. So what are, what are some notes you have? Because we could start out with. So... Oh, I was questioning what year it was because they don't really explicitly state it until he had said, oh, that's my Kurt Cobain poster. I got it signed by him. And no, I was like, no, he says, I know I caught that too. It's a little confusing. He says it's signed. And then she says, really? And he says, yeah, newly. I know someone who knows his daughter. She signed it. And when you look at it, it says like, real quick let me look up what his daughter's name is 
Oh, okay. Because I was like, wait, what year is this taking place? Oh, Francis. Yeah, okay. So I think it was supposed to be signed by his daughter and not him. Okay. Which, again, is a guy obsessed with pop culture, you know, is another kind of theme of the movie, you know. Um, so, okay. Uh, what else did you have? Why does everyone seem like this is their first time interacting with another human? <laughs> Which part do you remember? I, I think it was just as, watching how the the neighbors talked with him and spoke with him. Mm. Like, he's he's petting her dog. Do you want to come inside and have a drink? Like, yeah. everyone's expression was just like, yeah. Do you well, want to do the thing? It's uncanny. I do this I, thing. I enjoyed it because at first my theory was aliens was kind of my first gut reaction when I first watched the movie. Because there's like the metal bracelets, there's the fireworks that um, are a Morse code kind of giving her a message. And I was like, oh, is this is this an alien movie? Like, uh, um, but not. I didn't realize it was Stop. Morse code that they were giving her. Yes. Uh, stop watching movies while you're at work, by the way. If you're going to invest in this... <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Sit down with a bucket of popcorn, load it up on the full screen. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't. I don't either. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. I really liked it. I think. I think that his introduction. I think it's interesting that if this movie was made like ten years ago, it would be seen differently than he. It's seen now, which is kind of the point. I think where. Mm -hmm. His character almost isn't like that creepy, but he is creepy. It's like who's the um fuck, Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf. It's like he's almost like a Oh, yeah. It's almost like he's that character, but in that movie you're meant to be like on the side of Shia LaBeouf even though he's a weird yes. fucking voyeur looking in on his neighbors and like peep peeping on him. This movie flips that on its head where it's like, well, isn't that fucking weird and creepy and like not and it's but it's like a thing that us as like media people grow, like we grew up thinking like oh boys we just love peeping on girls and like he's kind of that model of the person who grew up with 90s and 80s media you know i think it's kind of meant to be the yeah. message mm -hmm. um and it's why it, it it's so involved in the conspiracy theories he has like he wants things to make sense you know and that's kind of the core of the movie is like wanting things to make sense when they don't and mm -hmm. coming up with your own theories of why that might be. Oh, I did have a comment about the sex in the movie because out of the gate, it's pretty heavy. Like you have like the topless. Oh, neighbor. my God. Yeah, very, you, very immediately. You have the topless friend who comes over his kind of like partner who's not really a girlfriend, but they're just kind of sleeping together type of thing. Yep. Um, which if you're about to say that that's never explained. It is. Uh, really? When? We'll get there. Uh, but, no, uh, I just wrote that I think it's funny how there was more sex in Soul Plane, technically. <laughs> but the sex in this movie stands out more because it's, like, actually saying something. I think something. it was like with more people. Movie. Uh, wait, what do you mean? Because a lot of the sex was just like the one couple. That's fair. But I mean, who else has 
sex in this movie other than that that beginning. Right? That's just just the beginning. Wait, in this movie or still? Yeah. Oh, this movie. This movie. Oh, this movie. Because I'm saying there's not more people who have sex in this movie because it's just it's just Andrew Garfield and that girl, right? I don't think anybody else fucks. Well, the girl in the beginning, and then he there's sleeps nudity, with the neighbor but... at the end. Oh yeah, 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 that's true. But you don't see it. It's not like a gratuitous sex scene. You just they just show them laying together. Yeah. After the fact, uh, but that's uh... what I'm saying. It's like there was more sex in Soul Plane, like physically more huh. sex on camera in Soul Plane, well, but. The sex in this movie sticks with you more, but I think that's on purpose. Oh, again, kind of going back to the like the first time interacted with humans. So when her friends get back and then she's like, oh, you got to go. He walks out and leaves and not a single person in the room looks at him. Mm -hmm. Well, they're beneath him. And once you learn later. Once you learn later why it makes sense, but. It's, you know, not clearly. Stated. I guess. Uh, but yeah, it, it just, again, it felt weird. Then I was like, there is ominous music playing. And then kids key up his car. And I was like, uh, these kids deserve it. I'll say it. Like, they deserve I to get their little ass. I thought that was the one that. thing that you weren't going to like. I was like, you know what? He might like this movie, but I, bet, but I bet him beating the shit out of that little kid. Mitchell might have a problem with that. That's so funny that I literally thought the opposite of this. Uh, no, yeah. I, <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, lo I do. I love that scene. Not because I love him beating the shit out of the kid. Oh, but no. It feels like that's the moment of like an incel getting their revenge. It's like, well, of course he can beat the shit out of a little kid. They're it's a, it's a kids. kid. Yeah, yeah. It, like that was the moment that he snapped. Yeah, that again, I and with everything that was going on, which at that point I had even written a note questioning like, wait, how do you live in this place? And you don't have money for rent, but you have that car. But that gets explained later. Yeah, which again, uh, I think he's, which they actually never say what he does. Well, didn't you he that? like say that he's not doing anything currently? Like he told somebody that. But even what he did before, what, like what? Yeah, they never talk what about does what he, he do, you know? I think that was the other thing. Is like, I, I don't know who the character is. Like, yeah, I, I kind of, I took it as an actor. I, I think without saying it, they basically said it like he's a struggling entertain like and i think actually that might even be the kind of thing that i resonate a little bit with with this character like not not that i associate with this character but the oh, idea yeah. of being like let's say his character is someone that's so ambiguous in hollywood and entertainment that it's like because they show him playing guitar they show him being like funny like it's like what does he do but it's like maybe he doesn't even know maybe he tried doing some acting maybe he tried doing a band Maybe try doing mm. a thing like they never. So maybe he is just floating as a person, which they talk about later, uh, which his view of they homeless people. Um, yep. I think that that which, uh, scene is great. I think that that's the perfect representation of him projecting his feelings of how he is in society onto homeless people. Yeah, no, I, I saw that one. That one. I was like, oh, I get it. That's that's how he is he is as a person as he is considering the homeless people to be yeah um so how'd you feel about like the I dog said, killer backstory and stuff oh sorry you had some notes uh that was actually literally my next note is <laughs> oh, why shit. is dog killing a thing which 
Do you have an explanation for that? So I think, I believe that the dog killing is meant to be an allegory for women. Because they, they even have a moment in the comic where Andrew Garfield's reading the backstory of, like, the dog killer. And he says that in Hollywood, he was a famous actor who got jealous of the rise of dogs in film. But when they say that, they show a woman coming out of the uh, audition room. And I think it was this idea of him hating women for just like... But, and so Because and even later in the movie, there's women literally barking at him. And this kind again, of, that was something I was like, I don't understand what is happening. With yeah, us. I think it's like dogs equals bitches equals women. It's like and that's like the Hollywood mindset like this. It's like how the movie industry just cycles women through the process and how they make men like incel men think that they should feel about women is like, oh, well, they're all just bitches. They're all just dogs, you know, and I think that that leans into him possibly being the dog killer at the end of the day. I don't know, though. I I don't I don't think so. I wanted to get your opinion, but I don't feel like you were invested enough in this movie to even have an opinion on that. But I want to know how you felt about it. <laughs> I, for a little bit, I thought about it. But again, this movie doesn't give you any back. They introduce something and they're like, this is a thing. Well, I think they give you we're too not going to explain it. Right. Because it's like. If all they gave you was him kind of having a disgust for homeless people, carrying the dog treats in his pocket, saying that he had a dog once, being very friendly with dogs, but never having a dog, I think that that would insinuate he's the dog killer, for sure. But the fact that they add that second layer of him having the X, which I think is kind of the, the, the tying bow on this whole movie. I think that's where the whole thing comes full circle. But having that X that he relates to the dog and saying that maybe if he had the treats in his pocket, maybe one day his X would come back. But that also kind of feels like a flimsy excuse for him possibly being the killer and just get, I don't know. Because, I, yeah, I love the scene where the King Hobo is like, why do you have treats in your pocket? Because clearly, like, he's hates the dog killer, hate loves animals, and, like, wants to find out if that's him. Um, but anyway, okay, so I will continue, continue. But yeah, so, again, on that dog thing, like, I don't, I didn't get anything from it. Like, again, if you didn't have that dog portion of the story, and again, the, the symbolism thing, it, it makes sense, but they, they don't ever say it and not say that they need to say it like word for word, but there were so many things that are kind of slightly implied. Like, I I don't know what I'm supposed to be, like, looking for as, like, the message or the story that it's trying to tell. I think it requires... I don't mean this in the way where the movie... Like you were saying, it's not being like, hey, we're smarter than you. Fucking figure it out. I, I don't think that's what it's necessarily doing. I think the movie's presenting you with an interesting puzzle that you can piece together. And whether or not you care enough about the puzzle to actually finish it is kind of the question at the end of the day. It's I mean, it's literally how puzzles work, right? It's like if someone gives you it, whether or not you care enough to finish that puzzle is going to dictate whether or not you finish it and actually like see the mm -hmm. final picture. And this was a movie that when I first watched it, of course, of course, on my first watch after I was like, what 
the fuck just happened? Like, I didn't know. It's not like I was like, oh, yeah, so women are like dogs. And, like, I think that he's uh, the model for modern Hollywood. No, I wasn't. I didn't do that because I was just like, what the fuck happened? But it made me want to look into it more. It's it's almost why I wished I wished you didn't watch it today. I wish you would have watched it a couple days ago because I'm interested to how this movie would have sunk in with you after a while. Like thinking about it later, would you have had different thoughts, different opinions, been like, oh, well, why did that happen? And then is this, a because I feel like it is a movie that sticks with you no matter what, because even though you gave it a lower rating than Southland Tales, mind you, or the same about, you're talking about it in a different way. Y you seem to have still some kind of respect for it in a way, but you just have no interest in it. Does that make sense? Like, no, yeah, that's like I it's because I again, I, I I think it's like the what I what I picked up as the pretentiousness of it that I'm like. Well, if I'm not a fucking like film person that I'm just not going to understand this. <laughs> And that is part of it too. It has so many like references to fit. And not, not that that's the main part of the movie. Oh, but, but I'm does. terrible when it comes to references to things because like we could, if, if, if you don't believe me, go back and just watch literally any one of our, our streams or not streams, any one of our <laughs> episodes and he's going to bring up a movie and I'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And that does not help when it is like a very film symbolic um storyline because yes. again like so does the hobo king represent something as well too then because again it to me i'm like you're just like throwing in characters and more situations it was like let's add this now we're gonna add this now we're gonna add this and i'm like i'm still trying to figure out what happened with the goddamn squirrel that fell out of the sky i thought that was gonna oh, have we didn't some even relevance. talk about that i think that the squirrel is just a bad omen i think because like in a lot of odysseys and stories in 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 the past there's usually mm. a, a a moment that shows that things have taken a turn this is the the setting off point for the change in the story and i feel like even though there's no context so it it's just uncanny and weird. I think that that first moment is just for you to go, oh, this is going to be weird. You know, like it's it's almost perfect because it's like if that didn't happen, and then like you were saying, like scenes later, like you have stilted acting and you have weird things like on purpose, but the they exist. You'd be like, oh, what the fuck is going on? But something about that squirrel scene for me was like, oh, this is the type of movie I'm watching. It was like a fucking dog whistle for for like weirdos to be like, this is your type of movie. Because online, I can't find any explanation of that squirrel. Nothing. That's one of the few really? things. Dude, there have been people who have meticulously broken down this movie to the fucking... Movie. I mean, I, like, I believe it. I There were so many scenes where I'm like, they're emphasizing so much for so many few seconds. Like, there's one scene where he has a red sweater on and the camera is just on his back, and I'm just like, this means something. I know it. I have no yeah. idea what the fuck it means. Do you want to know how insane it goes? That So those symbols I pointed out when the intro starts, where it's like the animal heads, Yeah. apparently you are supposed to take the first letter of every animal 
and then line them up into a code. And I actually can't remember how it starts right now or even what it is. Like, Because, like, again, I love that because I'll make my point here about this where I have complained otherwise about like uh, Southland Tales, one, Willy's Wonderland, all that. I was about to I was about to bring up the Willy's Wonderland yeah. comic. <laughs> it's that it doesn't try to explain what's happening. It's not like by having the that code, you now have some deeper understanding of the main plot of the movie. It's like an Easter egg. And to the point where literally at the intro, when it's cutting through the cafe after it shows the Beware the Doll Killer thing that she's wiping off the graffiti, there's a character wearing a t-shirt with all animals inside of circles that looks like an old like 90s like kind of shirt. That literally translates to beware the dog killer in the letters of the... So again, it doesn't affect the plot, but it's a cool little yeah. fucking Easter egg that they put into it. Um, and I love that attention to detail. That's the type of shit where I'm like, you that's you printed a shirt? Like you created an, a, a, a symbolic language with animals and then created a shirt just to put beware the dog killer? Like... Why? Like that's so cool. Like I love that shit. Like yeah. Um, that's where it difference uh, differentiates itself for me between those other movies. Then the movie did another problem. <laughs> it did not do. <laughs> I'm sorry. The phrasing. The movie did another problem. <laughs> I realized it right after I said. I it. need a shirt. It took a while for me to realize who the fuck was who because you get introduced to so many different characters so quickly. So huh. like. When oh, so he I've meets this it. blonde girl, yeah. and the blonde girl becomes like an interest. I I don't even know if I would call it a love interest, but he becomes an interest. He's he's at least sexually interested in her. The one um, who lives across the street, or the one that comes over his house at the beginning. Sorry, no, the one that lives across the street, okay, okay. Or, or like yes, on yes. the other side of the way. So, so she they they vacate overnight. So overnight they're gone. And then there's a blonde girl that comes in to grab her stuff. I thought for the longest time that was the same girl. Oh, oh, really? And so for a long portion of the movie, I'm like, why is he being weird and not just going and asking oh. her why she moved overnight? Because I thought it was the same girl. I didn't realize it was a different girl that and they user were just error. grabbing her. Joseph, put up the... That's your fault. I can understand the idea of too many characters being thrown at you because the first time i saw this movie i did kind of understand that but i didn't i don't think i confused any of the characters with each other necessarily yeah i think the movie did a good job i actually have a note about that i said that the movie did a great job at that because they have characters like the pirate character who is ridiculous at first glance it's like why the fuck is there a pirate in this movie you know uh you're looking at me like there's not a pirate in this movie. You know what I'm no, talking about? No, I know about. there's a pirate, but again, I was just like, so why? I think the reason the reason to put it in there, well, one, it's quirky and weird. It's Hollywood. They're fucking weirdos. I think that's whatever. That's the thing. But I think one of the strategical reasons to make it is that he's a character that shows up for very quick glimpses that let you know that there's another party involved. And if he didn't have such a clear, obvious visual cue, like you're saying, that too many of them look alike, then it wouldn't connect. Because there's a moment where the actors, um, 
from the movie he sees at the graveyard. Remember, he's like, oh, are you in this movie? And they get into the limo, and then for a split second, you see the pirate, and then he shuts the door. If that was any yep. other character, you wouldn't you wouldn't even notice. But I almost thought it was genius that it's a pirate character, because it's like, well, I immediately clocked who that is, and I went, oh, wait, they're involved. How are they? You know, it's it's like a film noir that keeps you connected with all these people. I don't know. I... I, 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 I I love it. I just love this movie, man. Yeah, I literally can confuse characters and then was more confused by characters' actions throughout because of that. Um, oh, and then when he decides to approach the girl in the women's bathroom and then, like, mm. you look like a fucking psychopath. Like, yeah, no we, oh, normal does. person does that. Of course. Yeah. No, yeah. That was weird. And it's almost like, actually, at first, it might be innocent, right? It's only when he gets aggressive like, if he had just been like, hey, okay, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done this, I'll get out of here. But he's just like, hey, bitch, what the fuck, and grabs her. It's like the second she spat on him, he should have been like, okay, you're right. I should have been in here. I fucked up, yeah. And really, that moment and the moment with Jesus. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, and the kid, I, I guess. And like, the kid. He, but that he was has weird warranted. temper. Yeah, but that though I was yeah, just like I'll say the kid one was warranted. Yeah, the bathroom and the Jesus one were the only two where they're not quite warranted for that level of aggression. Like no, I mean maybe the Jesus one if he it, it, because uh, to be fair, like you were saying, he was right. There is a secret message. It did lead into a thing. So of course he assumes that Jesus would be involved. It's funny I keep having to say Jesus, but <laughs> yeah, people are gonna hate me. I don't care. This is my. Uh, I, this is my time, okay? I love this movie. I've I've been obsessed with this movie for like a year and a half and have not been able to talk about it at all with anybody because nobody has seen it ever. So I don't... This is my time, okay? This is our show. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> I don't care. We're talking about it. We skipped over notes that I have. <laughs> I'm going to talk about them, damn it. All right, talk about all your right. notes. What did you think the bird was saying? It's a note I have. It's literally a note I have. I, dude, I have birds, and I was trying to listen. I had no idea what the bird was saying. I could. I was trying to like actually hear ocean. That I heard ocean or some shit. My theory. Uh, I know you should watch this again, but you probably won't. But if you did, I think it's Hollywood. Hollywood. The theme of the movie. Um, all right. When the girl comes outside with the dog, when when um when he's like feeding it. Yeah, I love that scene because, again, it's paced awkwardly, but it's paced exactly like an old cinema movie where he looks up and then she steps out of her doorway. And it's literally like a minute long sequence of her just slowly just stepping out. Forever. But the light is like perfectly cascading, like just on her eyes. And she's wearing the big frilled hat. And it's like, oh, hello, neighbor. And there's something about that vibe and tone that I just love. And like, I, it, be, it, it like harkens to that old Hollywood by, by, but also being uncanny and almost kind of like creepy at the same time. It, uh, I love it. I love that. Um, oh, this is kind of stuff that hints to later in the movie, which again, I think mm -hmm. ties up stuff that doesn't really make sense. But as a whole, it was clearly a picture that was, meant to be uh she literally says um does she say it or is it someone in the movie they're watching 
God damn it, I have it quoted here. But it's a quote from, I think, the movie they're watching where she says, it's just a great big room with nothing but rich millionaires and us. Oh yeah, it's the movie they're watching with the three actresses mm-hmm. that she has dolls of on the countertop, you know? Yeah. Um, which all have coded words under the thing that you can decipher that people have deciphered. I haven't gone into all that. That's fine. It's, I love it, but it's fine. Um, but the being in a great big rich or being in a great big room with nothing but rich millionaires and us is literally where she ends up at the end of the movie. And it's something that she says, like, I've always loved this movie. I was obsessed with it. Like it's, it, it, it's her character arc is literally never changed throughout the entire thing. It's like, it's, I, I love that type of thing. You, how do you feel about that? You know? I, I just didn't understand what purpose it served. Like she just accepted her fate. The rich millionaires doing their bomb shelter ascension with women and Oh, like I, I, that's literally all I can take from it. Like, I, I don't understand. You don't find that interesting? Where like, it's like, yeah. But yeah, but you don't even find it like a little interesting where it's like, because one, it could kind of be a take on like how people view the Illuminati. Like, wh- like, is this the reality of the Illuminati? You know, like uh, if you were to be confronted with realist and it's almost a joke again, it's almost supposed to be kind of funny that, that this is the reality of it. But also, I think it's interesting that, like, they're literally doing what pharaohs did. And, like, the, like, is it any different than what the richest people of other times have done, but we revere them in a different light because they were of a different time, a different culture, a different... Like, we didn't... Like, I, a rich person just buying themselves a cavern to live in and die in, in a rich tomb with all of their best things and brides. It's, like, literally a pharaoh. <laughs> so it's like... It, it, but we're okay with that. <laughs> like, you know well, I mean? it's because like that we we can't affect that. Like that's that happened. Like, of course, yeah. But you know, what are we supposed to do about it? You know. <laughs> but I guess that's the other thing. It's like so, so complacency. Just because well, like you're I mean, right, but it doesn't matter either way. So I mean, at the end of the day, because just it's like, settle. Well, because look at it this way. It's like people say ignorance is bliss, but does that also mean that apathy... That that would also have to mean that apathy is the answer because it's like if ignorance is bliss, once you learn the truth, your only other choice is not caring because then the other choice is what? Going insane? Killing yourself? Killing Trying everyone? part of a change. But what change? He, what was he going to do? You know, And that's kind of what I think the movie does a good job at is like even though it's unrealistic, it's a... it's. It's it's uncanny. It's unrealistic, but it's they do a good job at making it seem like helpless. Like what what can he do? There's literally a system that has made it so that the TV shows he's watched since a child has sent out messages to the elite and rich people that he can like what do you do? I'll tell you this. Uh I wouldn't have drank the poison. Wouldn't have eaten the cookie. Uh, I wouldn't have turned my back oh, to a potential enemy. Wait, wait, which part? Like, there's a room of four people. It's the three guy. It's the one guy and the three girls. He literally passes a sign that said, "This is dangerous place." And when he's talking to the girl on the phone, he turns his back to them. Like, wait, he should have just eliminated them all on the spot. 
Oh, the, the, oh, all the ones with all the white robes. Oh, oh yeah. Now, uh, but I mean, like, like why does he keep taking like poisoned? <laughs> um. Well, I think one, he wants to be part of them, you know. So it's like his on his goal at the end of the day is to want to be part of the elite. Like, it, and that's where I think the the comparison to the homeless comes in, where it's like he is so adamant that the homeless are just these kind of like outside ghosts that peer in on people enjoying the lavish lifestyle but they can't do it themselves so they harass the people who do it that's what he does he literally because he doesn't understand how to become an elite which feeds into possibly him being an actor or some kind of entertainer who didn't make it by him not understanding what it takes to make it he's harassing famous people and the people who did and being like well what the fuck is the secret well how the fuck did you do it you know like kind of at the end of the day it's weird because with some movie like saltburn i totally like understood why you didn't like it with this movie i also totally understand why you wouldn't like it but for a totally different reason does that does that <laughs> yeah and the the other the biggest jarring thing that i figured we would have gone to at this point where mm. i'm like doesn't make any fucking sense the owl lady yes yeah is it mythical is it real my theory is that it's the balloon girl because they have a very similar physique they have a very similar like like when they're moving they have like a similar movement. She's tied in with the elite. So, so she's just a random murderer? Well, she's random. They're killing people who found out too much. It's like the whole idea, like, you know how like Michael Jackson, like, oh, Michael Jackson was going to reveal the Illuminati secret. So they murdered him. That's who the oh, owl, okay. that's who the owl is. Every time someone gets too close, the owl murders. So it's like the guy who knew about the box, the cereal box fucking love that scene he's so funny which okay oh my god that the line was so fucking stupid as well because he didn't <laughs> tell the police that oh yeah this guy has video footage 24 hours playing so if anybody did anything we have evidence of who did it uh i think you're thinking too logically like he's trying to get no but i'm saying no i'm being i'm being genuine i'm being, he has a goal you are a you are a spectator who if you walked into a house and there was a murder and you knew that there was a recording of course you would fucking tell somebody that he has a goal that he's trying to find out something so if he told the police he wouldn't be able to watch that tape so if he wants to just watch the tape do you know what i mean like he has a goal and he's crazy yeah. you know like that it like you you gotta stop putting yourself <laughs> into the main character <laughs> stop doing that like i i get that naruto and all those things let you do that but this cannot that these are movies that do not allow that because these aren't relatable characters at the end of the day like these these are characters yeah. that are meant to kind of convey some kind of message positive or negative um I also think that they're an archetype i think that like there are parts of andrew garfield's character sam that are realistic like i think they're genuinely human you know like his his hormonal kind of things and like his confusion about his indifference towards homeless people and not really like these are things that a human can confront with and conflict with and be like mm -hmm. oh, okay i can relate to that now when it gets to like his conspiracy theories and the fucking things like that's when it's like oh i love it how it's finally revealed in that bathtub scene where he's taking um 
all the tomato juice. And, yeah, because uh, you got smeared by a skunk. Yeah, which was almost self-fulfilling because he's disgusting. So when the girl comes over, she's like, oh, it smells. What's that smell? And he's like, oh, yeah. there's skunks. There's a lot of skunks around. But he's just covering up for the fact that he's gross. But then he actually yeah. gets sprayed by a skunk. And yeah. um, in that scene, you can physically see her like change gears like realizing yeah no because she even goes are you, are you serious yeah he's crazy because like, what first... she says you believe oh god i should say she says something like you believe this crazy shit or what a load of horse shit and then he's like well if you think about it and then she's just like nope not i don't think about yeah. it yeah well i because like even at first she's kind of like oh yeah and then because then he brings up the um vanna white thing and he's like, well... Which I was just like, bro, she's just looking at the different cameras. But that's... Again, well, that's what I like, too, is later... There's the cereal box moment with the guy who um, who has all the death masks um, and all yep. that stuff, which also is a great line. I love that he he's looking at all the death masks. This is the biggest laugh I got. He's looking at all the death masks, and he goes, I really need to get a family. And you think that he's saying that because he's fucking crazy, for having all these masks, but then after he goes, because I gotta have somebody to leave these two, right? I mean, they're so special. And like that, oh man, that shit was so funny to me. But at the moment with the cereal box, you can tell that Andrew Garfield is like, this guy's fucking crazy. Like a cereal box? When literally in the scene before, he was like, so every time Vanna White looked left, right, and then center camera, I kept track yep. of it. And it's like, that's his cereal box. It's like we almost all have our own version of the thing we become obsessed with or like the little conspiracy. Because I, I had some conspiracy things when I was younger. Nothing to this degree. But again, oh, I, yeah. this reminded me of the 23, the number 23. This was almost like a number I, 23. That, that was one right. of my notes. This, I was like, what was the exact note? Hold on. This is pretty much the number 23 movie. I bet in the same part, we have the same note. And I said, it feels like the number 23 done right. <laughs> I don't, you gave I don't this think a I lower, said done right. I think you gave this a lower rating than you gave the I number did. 23. Um, okay. The, the, and that's the moment where we get the great phrase. That's as common as tits and hamburgers. Oh, All right. this... I feel like the so this is an actual note. I feel like the songwriter scene when he meets Andy Gar, that was my nickname for Andrew Garfield because I forgot his character's name, uh, <laughs> is boring. Gar like the revelation isn't crazy or feel like it's an outrageous message. You could have gotten rid of the first hour and just introduced that as a story, but no, he gets killed and there's still a bunch of other storylines oh. that started that went nowhere. Oh. I'm like dead. I I was just like oh, oh there's one person behind it all I was like that obviously that's what they're trying to say like they're feeding into all the conspiracies so like why wouldn't there be I'm dead Oh but I love that though because it's 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 not only the revelation that there's one person behind it all it's a revelation that there's one person behind it all like it, it, because we we as people create our own kind of like like choices of like what is real and what is fake you know like oh well nirvana that's a real band you know they said real shit 
You know, like for me, A Day to Remember, that's a real band. You know, for you, Eminem, that's a real rapper. You know, but if you were to find out that that thing that you considered the real thing amongst all the bullshit pop and mainstream shit was just as bad or just as manipulated and controlled as the shit that you consider pop and nonsense it would like crumble your world, you know? Cause I, that's, I mean, fuck, I have a fucking clockwork orange poster on my wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I have, sh I, I relate to movies that are supposed to be like, oh, this is out of the ordinary and oh, it's, but I have to remind myself that they're still made by people who want to make money and are still trying to sell you something. So at the end of the day, it goes through a process of things that's like, is it any better? You know, I, I kind of equate it to the bubblegum pop like uh anarchy kind of thing. like my favorite thing is when you see like a disney channel character who's like a punk who's like anti-establishment and then kids attach themselves to that character because it's like it's a corporation creating a false identity of anarchy and then kids go yeah fuck the man but they're doing it in a way that supports the man so it's yep. like i think it's that philosophy in a way where it's like, he thought by being this esoteric hipster fucking, oh, I've got Kurt Cobain's daughter's signature. You know, like, he's cool. No, dude, some guy wrote the piano while he was getting a blowjob. You know, like, it's like, I love it. Yep. I love, I loved it. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it did not do much for me. I, yeah, man, I, I can't, I don't know what to say. I, that that revelation is a lot for me um because i even have a list i love all the songs he plays he plays crazy train by um ozzy, ozzy osbourne. osbourne he plays jump by van halen plays i want it that way by in sync plays the cheers theme song smells like teen spirit he plays push it by salt and pepper doom uh, he plays I Love Rock and Roll. And then the one that hit me the most, which I think is, I, I, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I think that this is a big one. And it's because it's a moment where it zooms in on the guy and it's kind of this moment. It plays the Pixies' Where Is My Mind? And it's that piano, the... Oh, okay. The reason that has such a strong significance... I think is because it's very well known as the Fight Club song that at the end of Fight Club, it plays the Pixies Where Is My Mind. And the Fight Club movie is kind of the starting point for a lot of people like this main character who think like there's a deeper message in things you have to go looking there's a, like you know everything has a message like the the incel behavior of like okay if i piece this together then like and like women are all bitches and like and like it's all about making money and progress and like this, that type of shit so i feel like that moment is big for me as like a movie person because i'm like oh like that's calling out people who literally exist like this like they think like oh movies have a deeper meaning if you really just you have to like almost making fun of the people who are watching the movie itself like because you're you have to dig deeper into the movie i don't know 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 do you have any more uh notes or uh there's a lot more notes oh yeah Hell the coyotes yes. then i was like are the coyotes 
I'm sure they're supposed to mean a thing because they show up a whole bunch, but I didn't know what the fuck it meant. Um, I can't, I, I don't know outright. My assumption is that the way that the Hobo King talks about them is that they are, they are, they are the homeless. Um, it's kind of the way he says, like, every time you see a coyote, you might be scared of them and might want to go away. But if you follow them, they'll lead you somewhere you really want to go. And it's like, that's literally him, like the Hobo King. And also, I think, like you were saying, you asked earlier what the Hobo King or Homeless King is supposed to be, like, representing. I think it's representing the elite or the rich people using the homeless as a means to an end because they know that the common people don't give a fuck about homeless people. Like, they can use homeless people as an an interconnected society of secret agents and pay them off because who would ever notice? Nobody cares. Norm, normal people don't give a shit, you know? Uh, and I think that's where the homeless king comes in and in this interwoven connection of homeless people. It, it makes sense. Like I, I, I can see that explanation. Um, which Okay, this is kind of something that also happened in the number 23. Mm. We're given no indication that animals are, have magical powers, but the coyote leads him to a party that he needed to be at. Yeah, well, at least in this movie, he does outright say, I mean, he literally does say, follow a coyote. I mean, they don't explain and, it, but he literally, but at least the, the, in this the, movie, they say, follow the coyote. So it's like, because, you know, I mean, you have like the old, at, at least this didn't do like the, um, what's what's the old trope? It's like, it's almost there, but it's like the old wise, you know, like, like, uh, like witch who lives at, oh, let me tell you the exposition of this. Follow the coyote and then you will know your path. And then they follow it. And it's like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. At least this was a little more mainline. Like, it it fed into the story. Like, they're walking. He's blindfolded. He hears a sound. He's like, what's that? He's like, oh, it's coyotes. You know, and then he gives this, the exposition of a coyote. It's not mm -hmm. as random or apple. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't see it that way. But I understand. But then I'm, I'm like, all right, are they trained coyotes? Is it a magical? Is it a spiritual thing? I would assume spiritual. I, again, I think it's, I don't think it's actually happening. I mean, it's a movie. I think this is all kind of metaphorical in a way. It, it, I don't, I don't really know. It, it's, it's hard to place this movie, but that's what I like so much about it is because it has me asking so many questions, but not questions that take away from my experience of the movie. Like I enjoy everyone's interactions. I enjoy the, the, the pacing. I enjoy the, uh, the kind of mystery and film noir vibe, the the soundtrack. I love the music. And then when he's at that party, him and this girl have a really awkward interaction that, that like, oh, she's the girl from the billboard and they have a past. And I, I didn't understand any of what they're... Like, I didn't understand the point of that conversation. And then I... <laughs> I was just like, you really mean to tell me this girl who's dressed really nicely at this party, this random guy in pajamas walks up, talks to her. She's going to walk down the street holding hands. 
And then she's gonna get shot. She's and then get shot. in some beautiful uh, again, I was just like, what is happening? I don't understand. I I don't know. I I just nothing connected with me. It just felt like a random series of events that and, and again, I think you're right. Like the almost more old Hollywood style of filming and scenes and slow like I it just didn't connect with me. Mm. Yeah, that's I mean that's that part of it is fair for sure. Even like with that character who doesn't quite necessarily like out of the gate it doesn't make sense you have a guy showing up in his pajamas but i also i I, and again it might not be on purpose i'm not trying to speak for the director or anyone or make excuses or anything but i also think it says something for someone like andrew garfield who is very handsome and kind of like naturally attractive in the hollywood sense and you know that where if he shows up to a place in pajamas it's almost like oh is that like a choice you know, it's like in Hollywood. It's like, mm. like, oh, is is did he? Yeah, somebody at the party does say nice shirt, and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? You're all dressed nice. What? Yeah, I mean, they're all just vapid. Yeah, they can just get away with it. It's like, oh, it's a fashion statement. Like the one guy's literally wearing a blouse. Uh, yeah, the, which I loved his character. We haven't talked about him at all, but he's great. Uh, he was Phineas in Stay Alive. I don't know if you ever seen that movie. No. Nope. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, he, he's the one that brings him to the uh, chess and hot girls party. What was it called? I forget. He, he just said it was something about chess and hot girls. That's yeah, all that. <laughs> I, again, like, probably just weird Hollywood things that I don't understand. And almost, even if it's not real, I think it's supposed to be kind of be making fun of it. You know, it's like satire of, like, rich elite Hollywood people. Oh, it's a chess and fucking drinks party, you know? Um but I did the moment with Jesus uh, I did like on the toilet where um, he like okay. pulls them off. They, they start with like like the cheapest like soundboard fart noises when the scene first opens. I'm I'm like, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> um, but I, like think, a- I think it's supposed to demoralize his character. Obviously, just make him as just nothing is possible and it's i mean it's literally they they zoom in on it it's jesus sitting on a throne of shit i mean you can't get much more metaphorical than that you know what i mean i hadn't even realized like that was kind of a point that they were making in that but that yeah and they're all worshiping a false idol of hollywood and his name is literally jesus like people screaming i love you jesus we love you jesus and then the brides of dracula which is so funny it's not the brides of jesus it's jesus and the brides of dracula or something like that um and then when she has her song during the secret party and she just said this is a song for jesus like i don't know why that made me laugh because it's good it's good man it's great (laughs) it's a good movie uh, all right, so okay, we're kind of getting. Are we getting near the end? Kind of a little bit. We're past the party. Yes. He did. He already. He already killed the songwriter. Yeah, yeah. We talked about him killing the songwriter. Great scene. Uh, it's <laughs> uh, and so then he uses the bracelet to follow the map. 
to get his way into the kind of secret bunker where those four people were hanging out, like you were talking yep. about before. Uh, which, to your argument, I don't think they're threatening at all. And I think that it's very obvious that they're not like... Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I Like you were saying, like, why would he turn their back to him? And do a, I, well, one, he only turned his back because he was being on a phone call with her. And I think that, again, he's so like one track minded that he's not thinking about whether or not this is a bad idea to turn around right now or whatever. Um, but again, I like that scene because I think it's supposed, it's supposed to be saying like learning what you want to be true, but when it actually is true, you find out that it's not what you wanted at all. You know, it's like people with conspiracy theories want so bad for there to be like an alien race of people who are controlling us or like a rich elite of Illuminati's who, who have a secret organization. But if you were to find out that's actually true, you would not want that to be your reality. You would rather it be the opposite, you know? And I think that scene does it well. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Again, I was disappointed. I was like, oh, okay. So he can't do anything about life. The, rich billionaires get to traffic women and there's nothing we can do about anything like, I mean I don't mean to be really dark but yeah <laughs> I mean like it's it. what, what's the reality of it you know like that's kind that's of what the I'm truth. saying like that's the message not necessarily a message well, the, well, okay, see, this is where I think the confusion is, is that I don't think a message is supposed to tell you how to live. A message isn't always right. supposed to be a moral compass of, like, this is how to be. I think a message is supposed to hold up a mirror sometimes to certain facets of reality and be like, have you faced this part of reality? You know, I think that's what this movie does. It's not supposed to make you relate to the main character and go like, oh, I... I get his trials and tribulations and I get where he's going through. It's meant to be a slice of life mirror held up to society going, this is a fucked up facet of life, you know, and what do we do about it? You know, cause, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Cause I don't, I don't think the message at the end of the day should be give up. There's nothing you could do, you know, cause that's not, that's not what it's trying to say necessarily, but it's showing that the message is the helplessness of our situation as people who don't have control of our lives. What do we do? What is the outcome? You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think how many times do you need to get poisoned? You idiot. Um, technically he was, wasn't poisoned by the cookie. Okay. He was just high. That was his fault. He should have assumed. Once the guy said, take a bite of the cookie, he shouldn't have eaten the whole cookie. I mean, that's no. just, that's just, that's not, you know, but he wasn't poisoned. Oh, literally, at the end when he gets back home and like you hear the birds, I typed out, is he going to sleep with bird lady? And as soon as I finished the why bird lady, it cut to the scene. And I was like, yep, he's going to sleep with bird lady. Yep. And I don't have proof of this and I don't, I've, I haven't even really looked it up, but I think it might have a little bit to do with Oedipus 
I think this might be a, a, a slight modern retelling of Oedipus because every time he interacts with that neighbor, his mom is involved in some way. Like he was on the phone with his mom yeah. and then like his mom comes up in conversation. Like there seems to be a connection between older women and his mom, you know? And it seems like the whole movie, similar to Oedipus, he's just trying to avoid fucking his neighbor. Like, I'm just going to do everything I can to just not fuck it. Like, not literally. It's not like he's literally trying not to fuck his neighbor. But I'm saying, like, if you were to look at it in the sense of at the very end of the movie, if he just gives in and does it, it it's literally the story of Oedipus where every time he tries to avoid trying to fuck his mom, he ends up fucking his mom. <laughs> So it's wow. I I didn't think you could make this movie any better, but yeah, wow. There's a lot of I I, I think it's interesting because a lot of modern movies seem to take reference from like Greek mythology, and a lot of Greek mythology dives into the the idea of flaws and like stories that have no good ending. You know, like you imagine like Sisyphus uh, rolling the rock up the mountain. There is no good ending. He is always rolling that rock up the mountain. And then once he almost gets to the top, comes back down, he gets crushed, he has to roll it back up to the top again. There is no happy ending of like, no, well, he tried really hard and then one day he made it to the tip and then he was king. No, that's not Sisyphus. He's stuck. That's him. That's his life. Same with Oedipus. The idea of your fate being something you're locked into and the more you try to fight your fate, the more you're just going to lean into it. Because like that, you know, that's I'm, for anyone who doesn't know, they, this is a confusion. This is a confusion amongst people. So I want to clear this up. This is the reason I feel the need to say this. People think that the Oedipus story is about a guy who wants to fuck his mom. That's not what the story of Oedipus is about someone. It's about a guy who learns from a fortune teller that his his ending in life will be fucking his mom and killing his dad. So something along those lines. And he's like, no. So to avoid everything from that fortune teller, he leaves home. But by leaving home, he ends up at war with another faction who ends up being his dad, kills him. And then by leaving home, he ends up falling in love with a woman that he doesn't recognize as his mother and then fucks his mom. So it's that idea of avoiding fate, but you're just leaning into it. And I think that this movie's also trying to do that a little bit. I'm sorry I just went on another one of my five minute rants. Uh, and this time it was about Greek Greek mythology. <laughs> Does that help at all? all? The red yarn and like it, I yes, but it doesn't help me like the movie. That's fair because I also don't like. I just don't like that narrative of like fate is decided. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. That might be a ooh. That could be a good. That could be a good topic for uh, an episode of the Neon Valley podcast, kind of talking about fate. Stuff. Which I also wonder if it's funnier that I feel that way because I'm religious. Yeah, I, I was going to. I don't don't open that door because I was good. That was the <laughs> first thing I was going to say. And then I was like, that's why I thought, you know what? This would be a good conversation for the podcast because. Yeah, the, okay. literally, literally the first that's thing I was really going to say is like, well, doesn't God define all of ours? <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, free will, baby. Yeah, yeah. To what end? So yeah, God. it's uh, God. Did you say to the God end? 
No, I was going to say this, and then I had nowhere to go with that. So <laughs> thanks for bringing it back. Of course. Um, all right. So I, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not too surprised that you, you didn't like love the movie. I'm, I'm a little surprised that you're at a one that, that, that takes me back a little bit. Um, but I respect it as your decision. At the end of the day, we have our choices. Uh, I, oh, okay, wait, so wait, oh, really quick. Are there any loose ends? Because you were saying that there's a bunch of loose ends that aren't really tied up. I just want to see if there's anything that maybe I could try to tie up. I don't think it would help. I'm not saying it would make you think it's a better movie, but is there anything that you thought wasn't necessarily rounded off? No, and, and I'll say, like, for the, a lot of the things that I... I felt were loose ends you were able to explain it and and then it brought up like another thing that I'm like trying to rethink about the score is I have a better understanding I feel like a lot of it though is still heavy symbolic and heavy on references so I was like if I can't catch that in watching the movie like like that went like 99% of that went way over my head again like the owl lady because again I'm like is she real or not? Because then he went to check, and then she wasn't there. But then well, she he also wasn't concerned the after there was a window in his room. after the security left. What? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say there was a window in his room. So I think that she might have just left. Why did she she's come into sneaky? the window? Well, I guess it was either way. So, like you, you were able to give explanations for it that I was like, yeah, that that makes sense, but. It doesn't make me enjoy the movie anymore or be any more interested in diving deeper into it. I respect that and understand it. I would be interested to ask you if you've thought about it any more next episode. Okay. <laughs> do you know what yeah, I mean? Let's, like let's do that because maybe I'll let it let it sink in because I had tried to do that with Saltburn and I was like, no, I just but there don't isn't, enjoy this. That there isn't much to really resonate with that movie because, like I said, when I watched that a second time, it went down in vote. This is a movie that yeah. went up the second time I watched it. Like I originally gave this like an eight or nine of the first time I watched it, but the mm -hmm. second or third time, it became a ten. And now, upon my rewatch, even this past one for our podcast, mm -hmm. still a ten out of ten. Like I, I love this movie. And, but it was kind of a slow burn. It was uh, it was a salt burn. It kind of like. <laughs> took a little while to build oh i left a bit of a cliffhanger at the very beginning of this i'm sorry i was explaining why they hook up but they're not really together oh uh, the, yeah. the blonde girl there's a line that the one guy says actually the one that was wearing the uh blouse um mm -hmm. who takes him to all the parties and stuff i think i have it written down here hold on oh they're talking at the party and I do like it how he kind of is on the same level as him. Like, they kind of keep saying, like, how's work? Good. Working. Yeah, man, same. Works. Works crazy. But then they start talking about crazy conspiracy theories, <laughs> you know? Yep. Uh, but he says crazy makes for good sex and then, like, taps him on the stomach and then walks away. He's the good sex for the blonde girl she's fully aware that he's crazy and has no like inclination to date him but he's a good fuck which they show at the not saying they show he's a good fuck but they show that they're fucking at the oh, beginning yeah. of the movie 
Yeah, so, so clearly she's enjoying it. She stopped by. Yeah. And that's right after the scene where he's in the, the, the tub and then kind of reveals that he's crazy. And then literally the next scene, he goes, hey, crazy makes for good sex. So I think it's supposed to. And then she never shows up again. Uh, which I think that was supposed to be the breaking point for her of like, okay, you're crazy. I'm out. You know, like officially yep. you're crazy. Uh, this anyway. isn't fun anymore. Yeah, that 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 was just to tie up that little, again, cliffhanger I left uh, because we weren't that far in the movie yet, uh, but I forgot about it. So, all right, let's give our final ratings because this went on longer than most. <laughs> There's definitely a lot to talk about. Yeah. Should I, go first? I, I almost want to give it a two because I because again you were able to explain plot points and, and so like, I, 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 I'm going from looking at it from like there none of this means anything to okay I understand now it still feels pretentious but I'll give it a two it's fair uh, I give it a 10 out of 10 I stand by it I have no quarrels with it. I think that this rides the line of being the thing that pretentious things try to be, <laughs> you know, because because if you think about it, something that's pretentious, they come from the same like ilk, like it's the same ingredients. It's just kind of how it all comes together and is given to you mm -hmm. because like if you're making something that has a lot of subtleties and like you know, background lore, like FNAF, you know, shit like that. Like if you're doing something like that and you do it really well, people love it. And it's like, oh, this is, oh, the lore of this is great. But if, if someone doesn't connect with how you're doing it, then it's considered pretentious. You know, so it's like- Yeah, I think it's a fair assessment, yeah. So it's like, I connect with how this movie relays its, hidden nuances it's little like symbols it's messy i love how it does that so for me i just fully connect with it and i want to know more about what it's doing now again to compare it to something like southland tales where it's trying to make you care about it so much where it's like huh don't you want to know more about the webmaster don't you want to know more about the fucking virus no i don't care but in this movie i'm like oh who's that character what's the I want to know more about the wait, wait. What's this underground society? What is the what's the cult of the whale? What is what is the dog? Who was the dog killer? Is it Sam? Is it like? But it doesn't make me regret watching the movie. It makes me ask more questions. It makes me want to watch it again to figure out the answers. Uh, so yeah, ten out of ten. I, I love this movie. One of the one of the best modern mystery noir classics of our time. <laughs> Quote me on it. Quote me on it. I'm well, I couldn't. History. I couldn't name any others. So. Come at me, cruel. Anyway, I think I'm gonna get a lot more backlash about this than you will. I don't know. Did you look up any reviews? It has like a fifty percent. It's literally, it's, it's ten literally or one. Scores. Literally, yeah. It's it's right down the fucking middle. So, uh, all right. It's uh, about that time for you to give your suggestion for next week's episode. Uh, so the other thing is, I don't know seen this one before but are you familiar with the movie get rich or die trying 
I'm familiar with it. Not sure if I've seen it. And if I did, I was like five years old or something. So <laughs> what's the Tupac movie? I'm thinking of the 50 Cent movie. What's the 50 Cent movie? <laughs> oh, you auto, your microphone went out. No, I don't think I've seen it. Interesting. All right, who's hey. In it? Sounds like something. Uh... Walter Alza, Omar Benson Miller, sure. Serena Reader. Wait, the Serena um... Reader? Oh, and 50 Cent. <laughs> Wait, no, are you fucking with me or is he actually in the movie? Wait, are you fucking with me? Do you not know what Get Rich or Die Trying is? Is this one? Of, wait, no, because your microphone cut out during that. Is this one of the 50 Cent movies? This like, because I know that there was like one or two movies. There was like Blood in the Sand and then like fucking another. Is this one of the... Blood in the Sand? Um, or was that the, a video well, this game? This is one. <laughs> I think you're thinking of the 50 Cent video game. Which was the one where it's like in a Vietnam shooter or something? Like that. <laughs> no, I swear he's in like fucking no, he's in like Iraq or something. I'm not making this up. It's like Fifty Cent as a soldier. There was oh, Blood on the Sand. Yeah, that's right. I was thinking of Bulletproof. That's why. Oh, Bulletproof I that was game. another game he had. But yes, Get Rich or Die Trying is the movie you will be watching. You still haven't. Is 50 Cent in what? the fucking movie or not, dude? Is it? Just, I, I had literally is, said, okay, oh, and yeah, 50 Cent. Yeah, but you were, I couldn't tell if you were trolling me. And then when I tried to get an answer, you were like, are you fucking with me? We did the Jason thing again. We did the Jason thing again. I, I'm not. Okay. So, all right. That's really funny that I didn't. When I said Tupac originally, I meant 50 Cent. It went on this whole fucking trip. Okay. Oh my god. Alright, so oh, if you don't god. want to be spoiled for Get Rich or Die Trying, make sure to watch it before next week's episode. That's every Thursday we release the mm. media show. I can move my camera, apparently. We release the media that. show. Uh, every Monday we release our regular shows. Make sure to check that out. Mitchell, you got anything mm. you want to plug? You want to direct people to our lovely websites they, they should go to? I do. You can check us out on... Uh, it's Neon Valley Pod pretty much on all social medias. Yeah, Links much. will be down below. And new music is coming soon. 